plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I'm your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Monday, uh, December 5th. The Cowboys coming off a big win against the Minnesota Vikings last Thursday night to improve to 11-1. and The Cowboys' 11 straight wins. That's never been done in this storied franchise's history. And they got it done uh, all the way around the board. In today's episode, I'm going to kind of recap the game. I'm going to play some sound from Ezekiel Elliott. I also got Brandon Carr one-on-one, so I'll play that audio. As well as Jason Witten, who saw his uh, consecutive catch streak of 130 come to an end. But clearly he is more happy with the win than anything. So, uh, good Cowboys win. They take it 17-15 to at U.S. Bank Stadium. And... I'll tell you what, that stadium is the loudest we've been in this year. Uh, That includes home, that includes road. By far the loudest stadium. So uh, it's a beautiful stadium. The same people who uh, designed AT&T Stadium also did U.S. Bank Stadium. So there's some similar features. Uh, They each have millions of dollars in artwork scattered throughout the venue, but uh, you know, it, it's just a very aesthetically pleasing stadium with the ship. They kind of made it like a Viking ship. So, cool stadium. It was a great environment. The Cowboys uh, were fortunate to, to pull it out. Didn't score in the first quarter, but they did uh, finally score a touchdown in the second quarter. Had a 7-3 lead going into halftime. Uh, Vikings pulled to 7-6, and then uh, they actually, the Vikings took a lead 9-7 to early in the fourth quarter on a 33-yard field goal. Uh, but the Cowboys bounced back, and of course the defense stepped up at the end, holding them to the, or, or giving up a long touchdown drive, but they did not let the Vikings score what would have been a game-tying two-point conversion. So the defense stepped up. Uh, the offense did its part. It was just a nice all-around win, and the biggest play happened to be on special teams. Kyle Wilbur, the linebacker, who hasn't seen much playing time uh, defensively. He's kind of been passed over the depth chart by uh, Damian Wilson, but Kyle Wilbur comes up with a huge play on a punt return. Uh, Vince Maley has the guy wrapped up, and uh, this is early in the fourth quarter with about 10.30 left in the game. Uh, Vince Maley has the guy wrapped up. Thielen, uh, the, the Vikings returner. Wilbur gets there just before Thielen hits the ground, uh, punches the ball out with his right hand, and recovers it. And the Cowboys take over on the Minnesota 8. The next play, Dak Prescott finds Des Bryant for a score. 
ball game. So uh, special teams certainly came through, and, and that actually was the first takeaway the Cowboys have had since Halloween. The Cowboys had gone the month of November without a takeaway. Didn't get one on defense, but uh, the special teams finally came through for them and, and made a play when it happened. And, and Kyle Wilber, uh, you know, just kind of said it's an all-around team when he was just trying to do his job, kind of giving the coach speak, so to speak, uh, after the game. But clearly uh, that was a huge play. It's something they work on every day. I, I was talking to Rich Masaccia, the Cowboys – special teams coordinator and and he was saying you know th- this is kind of what they have to do uh the, the, these are part of excuse me these are part of the edds the everyday drills knocking the ball loose and recovering it so clearly that is something that kyle wilber had practice and the cowboys had preached so huge play there and that really uh gave the cowboys the ability to to regain the, the lead, they went up 14 to nine, uh, and then it, they were able to get a Dan Bailey field goal, gave up that late touchdown, but prevented the two point conversion. So all around solid win. Now they've got the New York Giants, the only team that has beaten them, coming up on Sunday night at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That should be a good one. And it also reminds me, if you want to see a game. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app. Go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOCOWBOYS. That's LOCOWBOYS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code L-O Cowboys today. And getting back to the game, I thought statistically this was by far the Cowboys' uh, one of their worst games offensively. They didn't have that many offensive plays. Uh, Dak Prescott, 12 of 18, 139 yards, one touchdown, sacked three times. Still had a pass rating over 100, 108.3 pass rating. Zeke Elliott, 20 carries. 86 yards with the touchdown. He had a couple long runs called back because of penalties. And actually, Ezekiel Elliott had a penalty himself, which wiped away a catch by Jason Witten, which ended up uh, ending his 130-straight game streak. But Dak Prescott got it done with his legs, six carries, 37 yards. A couple were for first downs. Uh, and one was just short when he started to slide, just short of the stick. So all around a very, very solid effort. And let's jump right into the audio uh, with Ezekiel Elliott. Here is him post game on 
the game. All right, that was Ezekiel Elliott, and as you heard, hard-fought win. They kind of knew the Vikings were really going to pose some issues for them, uh, and they, they did. I mean, it, as much as you want to give the Cowboys credit, uh, the Vikings are a very stiff front. You know, we're not going to make it easy uh, on the Cowboys, and, and they didn't make it easy on, on a kind of a staple is shocking to kind of uh, be sitting there in the final seconds and realize Jason Witten did not have a catch. Uh, he wasn't even credited with the target, as I said. He did have a first down catch as called back because of a holding penalty by Ezekiel Elliott. But at the end of the day, Jason Witten, in his 14th year, he just wants to win. And he's made that perfectly clear that his number one interest in, in, in continuing his career at this point is winning a Super Bowl. And I, I thought that was kind of telling after the game because, of course, uh, snapping a 130-game reception streak was brought up. And, and here's what Jason Witten had to say about not catching a pass for the first time since November 2nd, 2008. See it and, and let it open up and then get the first. Jason, a long time since you've gone through a game without a, without a catch. Yeah. So you had one negated by a penalty. Uh, what, what's the feeling there? Well, I mean, that was... Those records really don't mean anything, you know. I, I still have a lot of confidence in, in my building, and feel like I can play at a high level. And a big part of that's making catches. But this is one of those games. Those things happen. You go through it, and it's not a, on one particular situation. It's just that's the way the game went, you know. And uh, you're able to just kind of withstand it. And I, I'm thankful and excited to be 11 and one, much more than uh, having a catch. <laughs> yeah, you know, probably the one we need the most there at the end. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that, those things happen, you know, and you, you, it's not, a, it really isn't a big deal. I don't think twice about it. Hey, Jeff, does it feel like, I think November 2008 is the last time you haven't had a catch. I mean, yeah. do you remember That's, that game at all, or, I mean, is it? Yeah, I mean, you always, you know, it's a long time, you know, and so it's, uh, you always, of course, you like to get a catch, but I mean, it really, uh, I don't remember it, and I probably won't remember this one, you know, other than we got the win, so, uh, you know, I'm playing much for much more than, than catches, and, uh, you know, a couple opportunities just didn't, that's just the way the game went, you know, and I know my role within this offense, and still feel like we can make those plays, it's just, uh, you know, in the course of a game, that's, that's the way it goes, and give them credit, they did a good job. All right, that was uh, Jason Winton there, and as you heard, I don't think, you know, anyone would expect Jason Winton to say anything else. And, and finally, uh, to kind of close out this episode, talk real briefly about the defense. Again, the defense didn't have a takeaway. They, the Cowboys, though, did get one on special teams, but uh, the, the defense played well. I mean, holding a team to 15 points only gave up one touchdown, that late touchdown drive by the Vikings. Other than that, it held the, the Vikings to three field goals through the first 58, 59 minutes of the game. So defense played well. They finally had some semblance of a pass rush. They got three sacks. Malik Collins, Vincent Mayoa, who, who finally got back in the game, uh, got, got a sack. Uh, so, as well as uh, Damien, well, or excuse me, Anthony Hitchens had a sack, the, the linebacker. So, uh, overall, a good performance from the defense. Very solid. Uh, they were able to get to Bradford, like I said, get some pressure on him. Sam Bradford completed 32 passes for only 247 yards, did have a touchdown, uh, but, you know, had a 91.6 pass rating. And as a team, the Vikings rushed for only 87 total yards. So, overall, a pretty good day for the Cowboys' defense. Here's what Brandon Carr had to say. Uh, and, of course, the Cowboys' defense stepped up big in preventing that two-point conversion. And teams are now 0-6 when trying a two-point conversion against the Cowboys. Yeah, that feels great. This league, man, it's hard. It's hard to win one, two in a row. You know, to string along 11 in a row, that's pretty big. And, you know, we've been winning in all types of situations, all different environments. Um, you know, just finding ways to win. We're fighting together. It's big for us. Well, and how good was the defensive effort, particularly after the two fumbles? You guys held them in a field goal once and uh, made them punt the other time. Uh, we did some good things on, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, as always, some things we clean up and, and, you know, some of the situations in the game, we kind of beat ourselves and, you know, they made plays as well. So give those goals, guys, kudos. Um, but, you know, we just try to find ways to win, man. You know, in a game like this where it's a defensive struggle and our offense is really not moving the ball to where we got to go out there and, and defend in our territory as well and make sure we get the ball back to those guys. But um, look at some no points on the board, and that's what we do. Yeah, do, do you feel like this is a complete team win? I mean, everyone... Um, yeah, I mean, you, you saw it from special teams, uh, creating a, a takeaway um, to those guys just running and hitting and really doing a great job on, on uh, 84. He, he's a prolific, you know, return man. And uh, those guys really corralled him and, and rallied around each other. And, you know, defense side, you know, we, we knew it was going to be a battle of defense today. They had a strong defense. Um, and they played extremely well. Um, we went out there and made some plays of our own. Yeah, well, and finally the two-point conversion kind of, you guys have been so good against it so far this year and, and kind of what went 
right, you know, getting pressure on Bradford and making throw an air ball there? You know, I, I just go back to, to our preparation throughout the week. We've been, we've been, you know, ripping these situations from two minutes to all types of in-the-game situations since since day one, and they show up. You know, Coach always preaches about it, you know, last, but this is really true. Those things we walk through and, you know, sometimes you're not strongly going through it, but they show up in those ball games in the crucial moments. And today, you know, just like a few weeks ago, two-point two conversion, you know, we still have a ball game to play, still got to defend us. Our territory did a good job of uh, stopping those guys and you know, winning by two. All right, that was Brandon Carr there, and, and as you heard, certainly a huge win for the Cowboys. Again, they got the Giants on Sunday. I will be here all week bringing sound from the locker room, so make sure you tune on to Locked On. Tune in to Locked On Cowboys. I'm Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Until tomorrow, take care. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.